Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Littmer. I am one of the elders at the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ, and I'd like to talk to you today about the Judgment Day. About 49 years ago, I spent one afternoon sitting in the old Alms and Debke building in downtown Cincinnati. I was there because I had been driving way too fast in the rain on a section of Kellogg Avenue, and I got pulled over. So there I was, awaiting my turn to stand before the judge. I'll never forget that day, as person after person went before that judge, some of them having done things that I thought were not even as bad as what I had done, some having done things that were a whole lot worse. And over and over again, this judge was giving out jail time and really big fines and court costs. Well, I sat there getting more and more afraid. And the bravado of that 19-year-old kid who went into the room a couple of hours earlier was slowly fading away. Finally, my time came. I walked down the aisle. Some guy read what I had done, and the judge looked at me and said, Litmer, huh? You got a freebie today, mister. Pay the court costs. And that was it. To this day, I do not know why he said that. And to this day, I am thankful that he did. I want to talk today about the judgment day that each and every one of us is going to face. We will all stand before the judge who knows us by name. He knows everything we are, everything we do. In Matthew 10, verses 29 to 31, Jesus said, Are not two sparrows sold for a cent? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Therefore do not fear, you are of more value than many sparrows. Everything about us is an open book to the Lord. Consider the words of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 13. The Hebrew writer wrote, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. That day of judgment is coming. There is an old saying that goes something like, There are only two things that we have to do, die and pay taxes. Well, that is not exactly true. There is a third thing, and we find it in Hebrews 9.27. And inasmuch as it is appointed for man to die once, and after this comes judgment. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 10 tells us, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. The point is that judgment is certain, and it will be before a judge from whom nothing is or can be hidden. I don't know when that day will be, and neither does anybody else. 
The Lord himself said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 36, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven nor the Son, but the Father alone. I don't know all of the details of that day. If you ask me what it would be like to stand before a judge in a general court with a moving violation against you, I can tell you what I expect it would be like if it's anything like it was 49 years ago. I can tell you because I have experienced it. I have been there. Well, no one has experienced the final judgment seat of Christ. It hasn't happened yet. So I don't know all the details, and I cannot tell you exactly what it's going to be like and exactly what is going to happen. But I can tell you what God's Word says about that day. I have been in some pretty big crowds in my life. Maybe there are some of you who have gone to large fireworks displays and experienced what it's like to be among as many as a half a million people. Think about this. In John 5, 28 and 29, Jesus said, Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming in which all who are in the tomb shall hear his voice and shall come forth. Those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. All that are in the grave shall come forth. My friends, that is everybody who has ever lived anywhere and at any time. Beyond that, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-one and 52 tells us, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. Those who are alive at the time when that great day commences will be there as well. They will all be changed into an incorruptible body. Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 1, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. Now we know that our bodies are not going to be the same at that day as they are now. They will be spiritual and incorruptible, but everyone will be there. Not only that, but I believe that even the angels that fell will be there to be finally and ultimately judged. I say that because in Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 4, which says, For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to pits of darkness reserved for judgment. The word translated as hell in this passage is Tartarus, not Gehenna. Jude tells us in Jude 6, And angels who did not keep their own domain, but abandoned their proper abode, he has kept in eternal bonds under darkness for the judgment of the great day. It is coming. And even those angels who sin are being held in eternal bonds under darkness, awaiting the great day of judgment. When that day occurs, I will be there, and I will not be alone, at least in this respect. On the other hand, on the great day of judgment, I will most certainly be alone, because while it will be a day of universal judgment, each of us will be judged individually. I think of Paul's words in Romans chapter 14, verses 10 through 12. He wrote, But you, why do you judge your brother? Or you again, why do you regard your brother with contempt? 
for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then each one of us will give account of himself to God. I'm not going to be able to look at anybody else and say, Well, what about him? Or what about her? I was more faithful than he was, or I was more faithful than she was. I will not be able to blame anything I did on anyone else. If they influenced me in wrongdoing, they will have to answer for their influence, but I will have to answer for what I did. One of the first passages to which we referred in this study was 2 Corinthians 5.10. It tells us, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. When I am at that judgment seat, it will be me and the Lord, and that's all. That brings me to another thing I know for certain about the Day of Judgment because God's Word tells me. I will see the Savior. I will face the one who said, Come unto me, all you who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. I will face the one who died on the cross to enable me to come to him and ask nothing more than that I accept his love and obedient, serving faith. When Paul stood on Mars Hill in the city of Athens in Acts 17 and addressed all of those philosophers and other learned men, he said in verses 30 and 31, Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now declaring to men that all everywhere should repent, because he has fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man who he has appointed, having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. There is a beautiful song in the songbooks we use at church. We do not sing it very often, but it is so powerful. For the non-Christian or the lukewarm Christian, the thought of being face to face with Jesus on the great day of judgment has to be terrifying if it is ever even really considered. But for the faithful child of God, the very thought of it is beyond expression. The song is face to face, and here are the words. Face to face with Christ my Savior, face to face what will it be? When with rapture I behold him, Jesus Christ who died for me. Only faintly now I see him with the darkling veil between. But a blessed day is coming when his glory shall be seen. What rejoicing in his presence when our vanished grief and pain. When the crooked ways are straightened and the dark things shall be plain. Face to face, O oh blissful moment. Face to face to see and know, face to face with my Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who loves me so. Face to face shall I behold him, far beyond the starry sky. Face to face in all his glory, I shall see him by and by. As a young person in school, I remember report card day. That was the time when the work that I had done for that period of time was evaluated and reported. There were occasions when the teacher would call me forward and show me his or her grade book 
and everything that I had done for that quarter or semester was there, written down in black and white, both good and bad. On the great day of judgment, God's books will be opened, so to speak, and everything that I have done, good and bad, will be there. I happen to believe that Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15, refers to that day. It says, And I saw a great white throne, and him who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. And death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name is not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. When that happens, my life, your life, everybody's life will be an open book, so to speak. Again, I refer to 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may be recompensed for the deeds in his body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. It will be manifest, laid bare, revealed. Not only will the things that I have done in my body be revealed, those things that I should have done and did not, they shall be revealed as well. Do you remember the Lord describing a great separation scene in Matthew chapter 25? I believe that he was figuratively describing the day of judgment. In verses 31 through 34, Jesus said, But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne, and all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. The Lord then went on and talked about many of the things that they had done and concluded his statement about the saved in verse 40. Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. On the other hand, verse 41 says, Then he will also say to those on the left, Depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. He then spoke of the things that they had not done, and concluded in verses 45 and 46 with these words, then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Do you know what else is going to be laid bare, opened on that day? Everything that I have said. You think about that. Our Lord said in Matthew chapter 12, verses 36 and 37, and I say to you that every careless word that men shall speak, they shall render account for it in the day of judgment. For by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. The truth of the matter is, 
It is all going to be revealed, just as Paul wrote in Romans chapter 2 and verse 16. On the day when, according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of men through Christ Jesus. Now is this something I should be afraid of? Something that I should live in dread over? Well, certainly, if you are not a Christian and intend to stay that way, I believe if you are a lukewarm Christian, and we all know if we are or not, and intend to stay that way, yes, we should be afraid. Because the Bible certainly indicates that it is something that we need to think about. The wise man wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verses 1 and 2, A good name is better than good ointment, and the day of one's death is better than the day of one's birth. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to the house of feasting, because that is the end of every man, and the living takes it to heart. However, for the faithful Christian, it will be a day of incredible rejoicing. It will be the ultimate, definitive proof of everything we believed and worked for. We will see Jesus face to face. We will hear him say, Come, you who are blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. God will wipe away all tears, and there will be no more sorrow, no crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things will be passed away. So, without any arrogance, but with eager anticipation and overflowing gratitude for the wonderful grace of God, those of us who are Christians can join our voices together with John and say, Even so, come Lord Jesus. I hope this has been beneficial for you. Thanks for listening today.